You're about listening to the podcast of a seminar presentation by Elder Felix Ohenwery at the Ikoyi Baptist Church Golden Jubilee Celebration, titled "The Role of the Church in Rebuilding a Great Nation." Listen and be blessed. The topic of today's uh, seminar, as has been mentioned by the MC, clearly indicates. That at one stage in our history, this country was a great country. And I believe that some of us in this room were around and still remember those days. Those days, Nigeria was a happy country. Those days, we didn't have much money. We depended on agricultural products, granite and cotton, high and skins from the north, palm oil from the east, cocoa, rubber, and timber from the west and midwest. Those days, these were the cash shops we depended on. We lived happily on what we produced. We ate happily what we produced. Our capacity and appetite for imported products, particularly food items, was very limited. And we ate well and we fed well. Those days we had electricity available in the main urban areas and the system worked. I remember clearly the first time there was power failure in Lagos for one or two days and the owners of supermarkets threatening to sue ECN for damages. Those were the days. We didn't have many tarred roads, but the ones that were tarred were well maintained. The roads that we had were well maintained. We could move about freely. Those days, I mean, we left here, Lagos, 11 o'clock at night to go to Ibadan. I'm talking about our younger days. No fear. The only fear he had was don't have a breakdown. In those days in Lagos here, my friends who who promised to come and visit during the weekend, I will go to work and leave my door open. I just banged the door. I didn't lock it. When I started walking, I had a vast area, a vast territory to to cover. 
I was based in Benin and I was covering up to Kutikukba, Lokoja, Wari, Asaba, Ondo, all those places. And I remember in particular in Ondo area, we would buy bananas, oranges, without the seller being present. He would just indicate with stones what you had to pay. And you left the money there and collected the products. There was honesty in the land. There was law and order. There was justice. In those days, the church we're talking about now played a very important role in the lives of the people. The church was involved in the building of the total man. The spiritual, the mental, the physical, and the moral. The church did what it had to do in the church. The church played a very important role in education. Most of the schools belong to, belong to the missionaries, various missionaries. And so they taught moral instructions, they taught the fear of God, they taught Christians to put God first in all things, This, of course, was extended to the schools where the, same, where, where the school taught the same things. And Nigeria was a happy society. The church was a builder and a transformer of the individual. In those days, character mattered. The common schools were few, but the common schools also played their part in helping to build the total man. For instance, the motto for my school, which I'm very proud of, and I like to mention it in, in congregations like this, was very simple and straightforward. He said, work hard, play hard, and keep straight. When wealth is lost, nothing is lost. When health is lost, something is lost. When character is lost, all is lost. Those were the days. So the church was very active in education. I'm talking about education. We had an education system in this country that was highly respected in the Commonwealth.
the University of Ibadan, the College of Medicine of the University of Ibadan, they were centers of excellence, known the world over. The Nigerian graduates, and we had few universities in those days, was for, the degree was respected in any university outside this country. Again, the church hierarchy, the pastors, the priests, the catechists, and the teachers were highly respected because of the role they played in the economy and in the community. The church had a godly influence on society. And the church, the church's activities and activities of their schools, of the schools of the church, clearly evidenced what Proverbs says, in, what the word of God says in Proverbs 22, verse 6, Proverbs 22, verse 6, which says, train up a child in the way which it go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. And also, what the Bible says in Proverbs 13:24, He that spareth his rod hateth his son. But he that loveth him chasteneth him best times. Put very simply, the system we had of old prepared the child for the road ahead. So we had a good system. The Christian was known because of the way he acted. He was known by his character. Not because he went about saying I'm a Christian. So what do we have these days? A young man comes to you. The first thing he tells you, sir, I'm a born again Christian. Why? Because he wants to have a basis of relationship so that he can get from you what he wants. I thank the organizers of this program for the very beautiful way which they crafted the letters they sent to us declared stated what this church wants. Out of the seminar. And maybe I should just the brief says the church is mindful of the state of the nation characterized by economic recession, high level of corruption in the polity, insecurity across the land, heightened criminal activities, including kidnappings for ransom, hunger, hopelessness, and general dissatisfaction among the federating units. The church is therefore challenged to contribute to the emancipation of our people and transformation of our nation through meaningful further contribution 
to the efforts that will position IBC members and worshippers to play active roles in national transformation. So, we just said a few words about Nigeria. In the days, in its heydays, one would like to say. The question, actually, is where do we go from here? We have, trans we have moved from greatness to rottenness. The church is forever trying to improve the situation. But are we really making success? Are we really making a success? I believe the time has come for the church to re-examine itself. and ask yourself a few questions. The Great Commission says, go and make disciples of all nations. Is the church actually doing that? Or if it's trying to do it, has it succeeded? Is it succeeding? The church needs to ask itself some of these questions. When Jesus was here, Jesus was interested in the number of people that he took to heaven. He was interested in consigning man to God and opening the way for him to make heaven. Are we today in the church serving this purpose? Or are we more interested in the prosperity of man? Are we please, preaching to please God or are we preaching to please man? But I think it would be fair to say that this church is as much guilty of the human ego system as the world is. Ego. EGO means simply edge God out. Take God out, put man in. Is the church unwittingly helping this human ego? However, the question is, where do we go from here? Because time, one is very constrained for time, 
I just want to put a few ideas across. I believe the first thing we want to do is to return back. The church is to return to basics. Preach the word in its purity. So that people can live the word in its purity. If you don't preach the word in its purity, how can people live the word in its purity? The church should make disciples of men and not concentrate on attracting large crowds for the offering that will result. The church will concentrate on taking souls to heaven. The church will replace prosperity preaching with preaching about the end times because the end times are here. Very important, the church return God to the center stage and drive out mammon. We must never forget what the Bible says in Haggai 2 verse 8, Haggai 2 verse 8, the silver is mine, says the Lord, the gold is mine, said the Lord of hosts. So if God has the silver and the gold, why don't we pursue him, seek him, rather than seek what he has promised to give to us if we live righteous lives? One thing I have noticed is that people seem to have replaced the fear of God with the fear of poverty. God must come back to the center stage. And I think the starting point should be to start with the family. The family plays a very important role, not just in the making of children, in the character of children, but also in the character of the nation. The Christian family should produce good and godly children. Children who know the word of God, who fear God, who are born again, who are kingdom-minded, children who are led by the Holy Spirit. I say that again. The Christian family should produce children. Good and godly children who know the word of God, who fear God, who are born again, and who are kingdom-minded. Children who are led by the Holy Spirit. The parents must have these attributes to be able to impact them to their children. Parents must spend quality time with their children. Brethren, 
Parenthood is not a part-time responsibility. If we do all this, this will return God to the center stage in the life of every Christian. What I'm advocating, ladies and gentlemen, calls for a paradigm shift, a complete reorientation and transformation of the lifestyle of the average Nigerian parent, particularly those who live in urban areas. This transformation calls for a very serious, well, calls for very serious prayers by the church. The type of prayers mentioned in Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles chapter seven, verse fourteen. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Brethren, only Christians who are led by the Spirit can do this. Finally, I just want to draw your attention to the fact that God created us for his pleasure. God created us for his pleasure. So the central role of the church is to bring man to that position where he is kingdom-minded and led by the Holy Spirit. Then man can seek God, man can please God. And so when we sing the chorus in Revelation 4.11, it will start having a meaning for all of us. And that chorus says, as we all know, Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive all glory, honor, and power. For Thou hast created all things and for Thy pleasure. May the Lord help us to get to that stage where we can please him and be his true children. God bless you.